We're so glad that you joined us today for this podcast from Bishop Quentin Moore and the Father's House in Hutchinson, Kansas. God loves you and wants the best for you, and we want to hear what God is doing in your life. Share your story with us by sending an email to mystory@fathershouse.net. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at fathershouse.net slash give. Just select the option that works for you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. I'm going to go to the book of Acts chapter 2. I'm going to go to chapter 3. Sorry. Chapter 2 was what was right before this, right? Acts chapter 2 was the one where they were in the upper room and the power of the Holy Spirit came in. You know the story? Power came, blah, blah, blah. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 2 took place at 9 o'clock in the morning. It took a place at 9 o'clock in the morning. They were acting wild, all that stuff, talking in tongues. And and, and Acts chapter 3 is at at 3 o'clock, the same day. This took place at 9, and this is going to take place at 3, say 6 hours. You know, 6 hours it took the Lord to die, and in 6 hours he turned those people in that upper room into a powerhouse machine. In in, in 6 hours he turned those frady cat 120 people into the biggest missionary movement in the world. 6 hours. wonder what he can do in your life in 6 hours. Now Peter and John went up to the, together to the temple in the hour of prayer. Say prayer. 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 You know, most people don't have time for an hour of prayer. An hour of prayer. The ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried where they had laid him daily at the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Say it was beautiful. Oh, say it like you mean it. It is beautiful there. It's beautiful. That entrance into that temple was beautiful. The, the, the door going into the temple was beautiful. The way in is a beautiful. The gate is made of pearl. Wherever you enter in, the door is a beautiful place, but you got to go through it. You can't just stand on the outside of it and go, oh, this is beautiful. You got to go through that thing, which is beautiful. You can't just stand there and go, shazam, pull out your camera and take a picture and tweet it to somebody. No, you got to go through the thing. And they laid him there. You ever been laid at some place beautiful? And seeing Peter and John go into the temple and ask for alms and fixing his eyes on them, John and Peter said, look at us. You ever taken, you ever been around a four-year-old and you had to go look at me? Anybody got any kids and you got to go look at me? <laughs> look at us. And so he gave them his attention. Say attention. Expecting to receive something from them. Say something. Man, if you didn't get up this morning and come for something, I don't know what you're doing. Say something. Look at your neighbor and say, I came for something. If you're just wasting time, I came for something. There's two dudes in the church saying, I came because she made me. I came for something. You just came because she made you. She came hoping you'd get something. Hmm. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. Say, take my hand. Look at your neighbor. Say, take my hand. And lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Say, immediately. Look at your neighbor and say, immediately. 
I mean today. I mean now. I mean before you walk out the room. Say now. I want something and I want it now. And leaping up. We don't say he leapt up, do we? You ever heard anybody say, yeah, they leapt up? I never in my house ever heard anyone say, what happened? They leapt up. They leapt up. Say, they leapt up. I I, I double dog dare you to go home and talk about being leapt up. Now, how do we say it? They what? They what? They jumped up. I mean, if you're two, you jump. You don't leap, you jump. Say, jump up. Man, after he got a hand, he jumped up. Somebody reached out and took him by the hand, and he jumped up. It didn't say he, no, he jumped up. He didn't say he floated up on a, no, he jumped. Touch your neighbor and say, do something. Listen, you Christianese person, if you're sitting at home waiting for the check to come in the mail, it ain't coming. Go get a job. Then the check will come to your bank. I, I mean, the title of my sermon is jump up. He jumped up and started leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising and they knew that he was the one that sat at the, begging at the gate beautiful of the temple. And they were filled with wonder as to what happened to him. Wow. Now, before I get too far into this thing, I'm going to talk about the extremes. And I'll talk about the one I was raised in first. You know, they were the people that were so spiritually aligned that they could do nothing. I mean, they wouldn't even buy a car unless God told him green or red. God didn't care. They were the people that went into trances all the time. They had a dream, and I was going to be their husband. They, 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 listen to me. They, 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 everything is spiritualized. They got demons living in doorknobs. I mean, they just float along. They give us Pentecostals a bad name. They, 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 they live in a spiritual utopia. They, they ain't going to cook supper unless God tells them. They ain't going to do nothing practical. They're, they're, they're just sitting on a couch waiting for lightning to hit them or something. On the other hand, I know some real practical people. And practical people, they, they rely on their own flesh. They rely on their senses. If it don't make sense to them, they ain't going to receive it. If it don't make sense in their mind and in their opinion, if they can't write it down on a piece of paper and qualify it and quantify it, then they, they, they ain't going to believe it because it just don't make no practical sense. Listen to me. If you're on that side of the fence... Facts are not your friend. So I understand the extremes of over-spiritualization, and I understand the extremes of over-practical rationalism. I get that. I understand that. I'm trying to get down here in the middle and talk a little bit about how the miraculous of God takes place in our lives. And we have to understand that little things affect every area of our lives. Annie struggles with this condition and I remember years ago 30 31 years ago her eardrum burst it was punctured and and did you know that you can have a little area of your life and it will affect every other area of your life it's interesting she couldn't walk she couldn't fix my supper (laughs) she had this Condition. It was a little condition, but did you know that one little area of your life can be affected and it will affect every area of your life? 
And there are a lot of people that ignore those little areas of their life that are shattering every other area of the life. Did you know you can get worried about some little thing until you become physically ill and it really doesn't have any physical thing going on, but you can get all worked up about something and the next thing you know you'll have an ulcer? Did you know some little thing that will happen to you can shut you down? Have you ever had some little thing in your life, but it shut you down? It made you lame. You were immobilized. You couldn't move. You were rendered helpless. You couldn't, you couldn't care for yourself. You, you were vulnerable. Have you, have, I have been shut down. Some little thing happened, and it triggered this over here, and it affected that over here. And before long, I was just immobilized. I couldn't move forward. I couldn't move back. I was stuck. Anybody ever been stuck? And they daily laid this man at a gate called Beautiful. And he was lame from his mother's womb. He had never walked. It wasn't his fault. But his history was controlling his destiny. He was being affected by something that happened in his childhood. You listen to me. What happened in your childhood will affect you in your adult life. And anybody that tries to tell you it doesn't is just putting some sort of cycle babble on you. Whatever took place in your childhood, what happened in your first and your second marriage matters. What happened at that work you got fired from, how you got offended over there and how this happened over there. We are the sum total of the experiences that we've had in our lives. It is not faith that is working. It's denial that says that doesn't happen to me. It does happen to you. It's brewing under the surface. If you ever meet a woman that's bitter, you better take the time to figure out why. Because something happened. You ever meet a man that was angry, you better take the time to figure out why. Because something happened. There are things that happen in our life that leave us scarred, wounded, open for certain areas. And to think that those are healed and they don't matter is really silly. This man had something had happened to him in his childhood and it's cause and effect I'll prove, how many of you have ever gone, wish that hadn't happened to me? I mean, how many got stuff that happened in your life and you think, well, I wish that hadn't happened? I had no choice. I had no control. I didn't create it. It just, it just happened in my life. I would, listen, I, I didn't want the storm, but the storm happened, and I had to go through the storm. Last week I preached about Paul going through the storm. How many of you ever had to go through something? You didn't want to go through it, but you went through it. But it, because you went through that, you survived. We all jumped up and down. We survived. But guess what? I'm a little afraid of water. That's just, that just kind of normal. It's one of the side effects of having gone through stuff. When you've gone through some stuff, you have a tendency to be a bit cynical. You have a tendency to be... That didn't make you a bad person. That just means you've lived a bit. How many of you have just gone through some stuff and it has affected the way you see things? It has affected your worldview. If I say certain words, you have a perception about it. Something happened and, you, and I was on my way. I had a goal. And something happened. I had a plan and something happened. It, 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 isn't it interesting how something can happen and it's a, it's a spot in your life. Something happened and it's an ugly area of your life. There, how many of you ever lived through one of those ugly things? And it was just ugly and, and now you got an ugly thing and you're laying in a beautiful place. You ever been in a beautiful place but there was an ugly spot? Oh, come on. How many have ever been on vacation in a lovely place, but your mind was focused on an ugly thing? 
I mean, everything's going pretty good over here. I mean, things in my life are going good, and then there's things in my life that are going bad, and it's the good and the bad all at the same time. How many have ever had mixed emotions? I mean, you knew you were laying in a good place, but you were laying there with a bad thing. Oh, come on. Some of you are so spiritual, you can't. I'm not going to confess that. Well, baby, I don't care whether you confess it or not. You were abused. I don't care whether you say it or not. I'm just saying simple, uh, common. It doesn't take a smart man to understand they lame. It doesn't take a smart man to look around. Listen, I've pastored a long time. I've seen people, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Next thing I know, they lame. That's what they is, they lame. And some little area of their life is affecting the entire level. And I'm talking to you this, come on, how many, it's going good in your finances, but your marriage sucks. Or it's going good in your marriage, but your finances are, oh, you're just, you're just, see, anytime you preach like this, it's just too honest for the biggest part of the crowd. You know, because I, see, it all depends on how you look at it. You can look around at how pretty it is, or you can look inside and see the tension of what's going on in your life. What do you do when, when the ugly part runs over into the good part? What do you do when this thing, what do you do when something triggers that part and now you're in it, but it just triggers, anybody got a trigger? Oh, only me, huh? I'm the only touchy male in the room. Yeah, uh at least I got cat back there going, yeah, I know what that means. I mean, I know what my triggers are. You don't know what they are, but I know what they are. And I've had people touch my triggers that they didn't know they were touching and they didn't mean to touch it, but I, it's my problem, but I got to admit I got it. Look at somebody say, I got to admit it. That's the, mm. sometimes I got to look at people and go, don't, don't, don't. And, and, and when you get stuck in a passageway of life, when you get stuck in that transitional place, when you get stuck where, do you know people will pass you by? I mean, they will pass you by. Yesterday they liked you, but today you got a problem and they ain't got time to take that call. You, you, you can go to lunch with anybody until you're broke, and then they ain't calling you. You get this in a minute. I mean, come on. How many of you know that yesterday everything was cool, but today life is just going by you? It just feels like you're just stuck in life. Everything in the world is just going by, and you're, you're watching that thing go by, and you can't get on. And they're passing you. You're just going, there ain't nobody doing that to me. Hang on. And what's interesting to me about this man laying there is he's gotten so institutionalized that he has learned what to expect from them. He has learned that they're going to pass him by. And he's learned how to deal with the limitations that are in his life. So he has adapted to the limitations and to the culture. And he has bought him a cup. And he knows how to shake it. Most people know how to adapt to the culture and to the limitation, and they just, if they move to Alaska, they'll be Alaskan. If they go to the desert, they'll be desert. If they, they just know how to be sick in the middle of being sick and survive in the middle of the sickness, when the truth of the matter is God wants you to get over that thing that happened to you so that you're not stuck, lame, laying in a beautiful place, unable to pass into the thing that is really beautiful, all because you need to understand you're not supposed to adapt to the condition or to the surrounding. You're supposed to be delivered and healed by something. Oh. The worst part of this story, in my opinion, is it happened from birth. I mean, if you're born blind and someone says, wasn't that a pretty sunset? You have no way of 
If you went blind after you had seen a sunset, at least you could remember it. But see, there are some people in this room, you have nothing to compare it to. So when I talk to you about being mobilized, you've never walked in that area of your life. You've never been normal in that area of your life. You were abused as a child, and you don't know what it means to be normal in that area of your life because you never got to experience normal. Normal got defined to you by that something that happened to you. But I'm telling you, God wants to come and restore you back to what is normal. You just can't imagine. This is good preaching. You can't even remember yesterday because your yesterdays are bad in that area of your life. And this man is laying on the doorway in the middle. I mean, the power of God is right there. He is on the threshold of the power of God. These two men, John and Peter, are walking from the outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit. And this guy is right there while they're going to pass him by. You got to understand that God knows how to get someone to carry you right to the point where these two are going to walk right by you. And there's a divine connection that's about to take place in your life but you got to be attentive enough to understand something is about to happen that you didn't expect was going to happen because God has set you up that's what's happening this morning you didn't want to come you didn't want to come to church. You didn't expect to get anything. You just thought I was going to preach something good. Listen, I know I can preach good. I ain't preaching so that you can brag on my preaching. I'm preaching so that you get the thing that's going by so you don't have to stay where you've been. Oh, I'm trying. And the Bible says. <laughs> Touch your name and say, what does the Bible say? I love it. Every time I hear me or somebody else go, and the Bible says, I go, what does it say? I wish he'd shut up and go on to whatever the Bible says. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read your mind. <laughs> and the Bible says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour of prayer. Six hours after the power of God had hit them, they said, we need another hit. You didn't get it. They've just had the biggest prayer meeting that has ever happened in the entirety of the human experience. And they go, oh, it's time to go to prayer. Some of you think, yeah, I got that once and I prayed last week. And I said, honey, six hours. And Peter and John are going, I got to go back to the prayer meeting. I'm on my way to the prayer meeting. Why? Because prayer can lift you up. Prayer can set you free. Prayer can provide everything for you. You listen to me. Prayer is not an addition onto or an option thereof. Prayer is a way of living. They went from prayer meeting to prayer meeting, conversation to conversation. And after that prayer meeting, I wonder what God's going to do when we get in that temple with all them other people hanging out there. If he showed up for 120, I wonder what he'd do if there were 50,000 sitting in the room. I'm expecting God. I'm going to the hour. I've told Annie, if I get sick, drag my naked butt into the church where somebody can know how to. I've really told her, if I get sick, you call Cindy. And you go to Cindy. Her phone number is right there. You call Grandma Hurley. You drag my butt to Grandma Hurley's house because I know something. She'll pray until I can get up. 
Some of you are going, oh my God, he's going to go long. Yeah, but if you want to get well, you'll sit there. Say prayer. prayer. Say prayer. prayer. Put me in an atmosphere of prayer, and I promise you something will change. I love it when, when you're coming from a prayer meeting like that where you just talked in languages, 3,000 people just said, yeah. Now you're headed. I wonder how many times Peter and John had gone in out that gate. wonder how many times they'd walked by that guy. wonder how many times. And this time Pete goes, look at me. Look at me. Yesterday, I was cruising on the Lake of Galilee, cussing and cutting off ears. Yesterday, I was a worthless, no good, double-talking fisherman from Galilee. But this morning, yesterday, I was something. But today, I'm something else. This morning, I had a meeting with the Holy Ghost. And this afternoon, you need to look at me now because I'm not the same that I... Oh, I don't know whether I believe all that tongue-talking stuff. I don't know whether I believe in that Holy Ghost stuff. Well, Peter said, look at me now. I didn't have it a while ago, but today I got something that you need if I can get you to pay attention to the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, some of you need to wake up and realize I'm not being charismatic. This is what it's supposed to be. I spend six months taking you from Advent to Epiphany to Lent to Easter to Pentecost. But honey, we're supposed to be burning with something on the inside. We're supposed to have a river that when somebody looks at us, we go, I ain't giving you money. Because money won't solve your problem. You come looking for something that's a temporary fix to a permanent solution. Baby, I'm not giving you a temporary fix. Now I'm going to fix the thing that's in your life that's kept you from moving through that gate. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Some of you in this room need to get something to give because you ain't got nothing. Oh... What happened to this boy at 19 years old is that something showed up. And I knew that something, I went home and looked at it and said, I don't know what happened, but something happened. And I'm different from that. I'm not that. Whatever, I've spent 40 plus years trying to figure out what this is. Well, he don't dance like he used to. Yeah, but I got my voice. Look out. It do matter where you go to church. No, it do matter. Listen, if I get sick, drag me to Cindy's. If I get sick, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't care what your agenda says. You just sing and pray over me till I get up. She doesn't care whether we hit every agenda on the thing. They don't care whether I get three points. The only thing that matters is whether or not the power of God is here so that you can get up and walk through that door. That's all that matters. 
At the end of the day, we can be lousy at everything else, but if we're good at getting you up, that's pretty good. This, this is just a place where we're trying to help you get up. We're trying to help you move on. We're trying to lift you up and out. We want to touch that area of your life that's paralyzed every other area of your life. Are you listening to me? Four of you need to go home and call other people you know and say, I know you gave up on church. I know you hate church. I know that. But this is not that kind of church. This is that place where they're going to lay hands on you. And if you don't get up, they're going to lift you up. They're going to throw you up. They're going to... You need to walk into Kidoba this afternoon and go, look at me. <laughs> Here. Walk into Chick-fil-A. No, they're not open. Walk, walk into. You need to go home to your husband that didn't want to come this morning. Go, look at me. Oh, I'm having a lot of fun up here. I mean, when you know that you know that you know that you know. Papa, look at me. I'm about to. I mean, I spent yesterday with boys, and they're going, Papa, look at me. Look at me. And you know what? They better yesterday than they were the day before. They're better this year than they were last year. They're just getting better and better and better. Touch your neighbor and say, look at me. But to bed tomorrow, I'll even be. <laughs> I got to keep, I got to, I got to. I, I, like I said. The 21st century is having trouble paying attention. He paid attention. The 21st century is having trouble paying attention. But he paid attention. And the Bible says that he looked on them with expectation. The Bible says that they reached down and gave him a hand. And they began to lift him. The Bible says that he leaped up. They took his hand and they, 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 they lifted him a little bit. They lifted him just, 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 just a little bit. Just anybody here being tugged just a little bit? Anything I got to say in here just touching you just a little bit? I mean, just... Just a little bit. It says that he took his hand and lifted him. And he leaped up. Some of you are waiting for someone to pick you up and carry you. No, you already been carried here, honey. The next move is for you to do your own jumping. For you to stand up and say, I'm not sitting here. Any. Oh, yeah. If I was preaching in grandma's church, it had done been gone. They'd have been running around. They'd have been shouting. That's why they went home and the noodles had increased. You already got your noodles. So you ain't moving. Bunch of lazy. I want him to pick me up. No, I ain't picking you up. Well, if he wants me to pray in tongues, he'll move my tongue. No, he won't. No, he ain't going to go in. I never made one of my grandkids speak in English. They figured it out on their own. You know how they figured it out? They listened to me talking English. 
And then they just said what I said. And they learned to talk English. Well, I don't have that gift of talking in other tongues. Well, you lazy. Well, I don't have to talk in tongues to go to heaven. No, you don't. But if you want the power of God in your life, you'll learn. Because it's like jumping. Well, I don't know how to do it. Well, come hang out with me. We'll pray for about an hour. God wants to pray through you. He ain't waiting on you. He's waiting for you to get around somebody that knows how to do something, and then it'll change your life. Drag my fanny into Cindy's house. She won't know how to pray for me, but he do. What she knows how to do is surrender to the one that knows how to pray for me. He lives inside of her making intercession. Now, I'm talking to you practical people. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> and he jumped. Say, he jumped. jumped. Touch your neighbor and say, I will if you will. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Half of them are mad at me, Lord. The other half ain't coming back. I go to church growth seminars, but I realize that every time I go to them, I break everything they say. So what's the point of wasting the money? They got great ideas. I just ain't listening. Says he leapt up and prays and entered through the gate. Beautiful. Are you listening to me? Say he jumps up, starts praising and goes through the gate into the temple of God. And you enter in. Oh, you. Somebody got that Bible? Oh, you know the one that's got Psalm 100 in it. Have you got one that's got Psalm 100 in it? It's easy to find. It's 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing, singing and thanksgiving. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not ourselves. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep thereof. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. God wants to fix the lame so that they'll praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout. I need a piano. I need a musician. I need something. Are you hearing me? He's not going to fix what's lame until you're willing to praise him. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. I'm tired of laying here in the ugliness. I'm going to go in. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Father's House. We hope you stay connected by following us online at fathershouse.net. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using at TFH Hutch.